0: and welcome to the podcast ministry of New Life Church in Springfield, Ohio. We hope that the transformative truths of God's Word impact, challenge, and bless you.
1: Children are a heritage of the Lord, though. Amen. And today I want to talk a little bit about, uh, there's a word that has just kind of been resting on my spirit. Uh, The word is impartation. Impartation. You know what that means it means not just to give but to give a part of right it's all kind of right there in the root word to impart to to, to give a piece to give a part of uh, to, to give some of you know a finite resource which you know by the way our time and our emotional energy you know that is a finite resource and so we have to guard that don't we You know, in our relationships, you know, in your marriage, you know, at your job, you kind of have to guard yourself. You can't just be spending yourself everywhere uh, on everything or else you will run out. And generally speaking, you run out of the things for the people that matter the most a lot of times. And there's a reason for that, not because you're a bad person, but because you know that they will have the forbearance and the patience, you know. So sometimes we put the most important things on the back burner, right, because we know they'll still be there. But that's not a biblical way to do it. That's, that, that's not a, a right way to impart you know, yourself, your heart, your energy, your, uh, uh, your time. we got to make sure we take time for the things that are most important. I do want to preach about fatherhood today. Fatherhood. Biblical and godly fathers. Fatherhood is about impartation in a huge way. Amen? Second Peter one and four says, "By which we have been given, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you might be partakers in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is the world through lust." So, what word stuck out to you there? Partakers. Anybody want to divide? You? Any anyone who's great with etymology? What do you guess that partakers means? Part taker. He made you a part taker in the divine nature. See, God, uh, when it comes right down to it, what God did whenever he saved us by his precious blood, by His sending his son uh, who shed his blood on Calvary, he made a way for you to be a part taker in the divine nature of God. He made a way that part of heaven could go to you, that part of, uh, of what he had for you, part of him could go to you. That is what the cross is about, making a way through the sacrifice of Jesus hanging there on that tree and dying and being resurrected. It was all about making you and you and you have access so you could have a part. And that's why that, you know, maybe that word, impartation, is so stuck you know, for me to impart, to give a piece of, to give a part of. It's not just... Here, think about this, dad's father's it's not just about how big a piece of the world you can give your kids. In the end, I don't know how much that will really matter. Sometimes we think that that's, you know, that's the main focus. I, wanna, you know, I, I need to give a piece of this world to my kids. I need to give an inheritance you know, to my kids. I need to make sure that they can go to college or maybe I need to make sure that they're good at this or, or that they have a place in this and all these things and they're all wonderful and good in their own place. But in the end, it's really not about how much how big of a piece of the world, how big of a house, how big of a, anything that you can give them. It's about how big a piece of yourself sometimes you can give. Sometimes that's actually what, what makes the difference. That, that's what you know, can make you know a great father because you can give a kid the whole world, but if you don't pack into them the things that they need, that, that surety, that knowledge of who God is and that he loves them, and that there is more to live for than just this handful of years on this rock. That there is going to be a time when you've got to answer to God. You've got to stand before Him in judgment. And no matter what you gave Him in the world, none of that can go with them. Only what you imparted in the spiritual can last. That's the difference between giving a kid a piece of candy and a home. Anybody can just give you a piece of candy and it passes away, you know, and, you know they, they, they chomp down on it. It's gone and the memory of it is, is faded. But to give a child a home, how much more? To not just worry about the things of this world, but to make sure that we're imparting the most important things to our children. What are you imparting, Father, to your sons and your daughters? More, more to it. What would they say that you're imparting, right? Because I have, a, I have a saying. Maybe it'll be famous someday. Probably not. Probably you'll just get bored of it. And in my saying, I got I to word it right. If you're the only one who thinks you're in a good marriage, you're not in that good of a marriage, right? If you're the only one who thinks that you're, uh, you know, a good, uh, a good craftsman, <laughs> you know. You're not that good of a craftsman. You know, if you're the only one who thinks you're a good basketball player, you probably stink. Or else other people would degree, right? And if you're the only one who thinks you're a good dad, eh, might might do with some, uh, you know, some self, you know, contemplation there, right? What are you imparting to your sons and daughters? See, now, I've already, you know, kind of, pointed out Ben, but I already had Ben in my notes anyway, so you're going to get a double dose of attention, which he hates. <laughs> but I was thinking a little bit about an interaction I had with him and his, you know, Ben is really, really good at, uh, you know, making miter cuts and just do framing and all the real handy stuff. Um, he's done a lot of stuff around the church and, uh, you know, he'll, he'll build things like, you know, has anyone ever seen the stuff that he's done? He's you know, pretty handy, right? And uh he is nat- like he he kind of got nat- some natural talent, but if you've ever been in his dad's workshop, then you know that it didn't all just happen in his head one day and it hit him like a rock. You know, oh, this, this is how you, you know, this is how you do this. Isn't this is if you've been in the dad's workshop in Mike's workshop, you know that's not that, that Ben's not just a natural, right? He's had a lot of things that were imparted to him. He had a place and a space where he could go and work on his project with his dad's tools and practice and, and probably destroy stuff, I'm guessing, more often than not, you know, when he's starting out. And I remember, uh, I, you know, I haven't worked with Mike a ton, um, you know, but I like Mike and Mary. And he told me and Ben a story while we were working on a project, you know, it, was, it had something to do with welding. And Garrett's got a, you got a TIG welder? I don't know the difference. And so he was talking about welding, and, he, and so, you know, Mike was like... I'll tell them the story. And so, and I could tell Ben had already heard it. And he said, there's a, a welder who went in to a job interview one day. And, uh, you know, he'd been doing it for a long time. He, he knew, you know, he, man, his, you know, his craft, he was expert in, very experienced. He knew what to do. And so he, he said, well, I read on the paper, you know, that, you know, that you're hiring here. I've got some expertise. And they said, yeah, we're hiring anywhere from, uh, from $16 an hour to $32 an hour on these welds, um, depending on your experience and how good you can do and the guy looked at him and said, well, all right. And he said, you know, the first weld, beautiful, perfect, almost seamless, just unbelievable. Without half trying, just fast, quick, and perfect, didn't need a thing. I sat back, and that guy said, all right, all right, well, here's, you know, do your second one. And this one looked like, looked like Austin had done it. I mean, just all over the place, gommed up the whole machine, looked terrible, awful, awful job. And he said, "What? Ha- you have a seizure? <laughs> what, what happened on the second one? The first one was perfect. The second one's horrible." And the guy, you know, the welder looked at him and said, "Well, the first one's a thirty-two dollar weld. The second one's a $16. There you go. Hey, there you go. Come on, there it is. You know, it's just sinking in. The first weld is what you get when you pay me sixteen dollars now. Our second one's what you, or first one's what you get when you pay me thirty-two. And I can be as good or bad as you want to pay me for. <laughs> it's good, right? And I said, well, hold on, Mike. That's that word right there. Because even though, you know, they were just, we were just working and goofing around together a little bit and just working on our project, he, Mike was actually imparting something to both of us, which was know your worth. Don't be ashamed of your worth. Don't brag about your worth. But you don't have to be ashamed of your worth either. You know what I'm talking about, Josh? You don't have to worry about that. Garrett, you don't have to be ashamed of your worth. And you can know it and you can stand on that and say, you know what? I'm not better than nobody in the world, but I tell you what, I'm better than... Young ladies, hear a word. Your worth, no matter what you feel like, is better than to be mistreated and abused by anyone for any reason. Amen? Yeah. Now you may, you may feel like you're a mess, and you may be, honestly. You may be a big old mess, but, but, but your worth as a child of God is more than to live a life of abuse. Right? Children, you need to know your worth. See, because God said that, that I see my image in you. You are worthy, and that is something that nobody can ever say. There was a young lady in the altar uh, years ago. And she had gone, we're adults here for the most part, she had, she had gone through horrible things that should never have had to happen to a teenage girl. And she had been, she had been raped. And that can really mess with somebody. It can really, it can destroy your self image and your, conf, your self confidence. It can destroy a lot of things that are really hard to put back together. And I don't know, what am I going to say? But the Holy Ghost, the helper came. Amen? And it was no longer about the wisdom of men. It was about a of word. It was about a word of impartation because the Holy Spirit was here. Yeah. And I put my hand on her head as my wife prayed for her. And I said, girl, everything that made you beautiful and special and wonderful is still intact in the name of Jesus. And that was all it needed to break through that hurt and that shame and that pain and and to find some reconciliation with God, some healing in the Holy Spirit. Amen? Know your worth. If you don't know your worth, if you can't recognize your own worth, you don't expect somebody else to. Amen? Don't get so busy working for your kids that you forget to work on your kids, dads. Amen? my father has imparted much to me. You know, in my, uh, in my office there, I got, some, I got some cool things. I kind of like got my little journeyman of stuff today. I was looking at uh, a painting that my friend Johnny had bought for me, and it's a, a you know, a Revolutionary War, um, you know, tri hat and, and jacket, you know, over Washington's desk. It's, it means something to me. Um, you know, there's some different things. You got a Bible that was given to me that there is a, however, a, a, a jar of acorns. You listening, Sister Julie? A jar of acorns, and uh, this little jar, you know, just as simple, it's got a little twine string around it, and uh, it says, I can't, I can't remember what the, I know what the story is, though. I preached here, probably in my first year, um, as, you know, I had the honor to be your pastor, which, you know, by the grace of God, I still in, get to enjoy, and it's a blessing, I love being here, it's my home. In that first year I had a sermon and I preached and I used a quote from my father and said the tallest oak tree in the forest is just an acorn that stood his ground amen that'll preach I don't care who you, who, you know, how I don't care where you're at in life what you're struggling with if you will get a hold of God and you will begin to feed and release what He has put in you. The faith only like a mustard seed all it takes. And then it will begin to take root. And you continue to be faithful. And you just keep going back to the grind. Father, if you keep on going, keep on doing what you know is right, you keep on praying, you keep on seeking God, you keep on being faithful to His house, it doesn't matter what may come, you can stand. And one of these days you'll look back and say, I don't know how I did it, but for the grace of God, Amen. Yeah, you know, I, I I personally received some hard news the other day. You know, some difficult news for for me, and uh, you know, it was it was a it was a rough day. And I'm gonna make you stop playing because I won't get the key right. So go ahead and fade all the way out, or else it's gonna be a nightmare. And Sister Jessica will, you know, leads in these wonderful worship choruses and mighty songs of praise. And I appreciate them. However, whenever I got some tough news and my heart was hurting, the words of this old song came back to me. And I just said,
0: through it all, through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Remember that one? Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend on his word.
1: Yeah, I just begin to sing that again.
0: Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word.
1: And I just kept singing that.
0: Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word.
1: And that issued out of my spirit because it was in my spirit. Because it had been put in my spirit for such a time as when I needed it. Amen. Go ahead and play, my man. And let me tell you this much. Whenever your children need you, and you can't reach your hand into the situation and make a difference because it's beyond what you can do. Whenever their ship has gone on and sailed and they're off in their own family and life comes against them, Ben, whenever things come against your baby girl, Casey, whenever whenever little man goes on to college and he receives difficult news. And you can't fix them and you can't help them and you can't support them. All they can do in that midnight hour, Darian, is they can reach in and say, Oh God, I hope there's something in there that can help me in the moment of my struggle. A promise of God that I can hold on to in the midnight hour. Something that can raise me up. Something that can give me strength to take another step when I feel that my strength has failed. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. No matter what comes my way. And I didn't get that song in me. In church necessarily even. I got it when mom and dad would play this CD in this big old Sony about the size of one of those big copy machines. <laughs> Good night. Good night. So big. You need a dolly to get it out of there. and these big, two big Sony speakers on the other side. That wasn't Larnell Harris. That was, is uh, that Andre Crouch? That's who it was. Uh huh. And they'd play that. It echoed through the house. I remember that song. Remember. And then Larnell Harris. And then I remember that one. And whenever I needed it the most, there was something packed inside me. They didn't even realize necessarily that they had imparted. But it was what I needed to stand up and face the day. And cling to the promise that God is good. And His mercy endures forever. Church, we need fathers. I said we need fathers. The greatest need in our country today is for good fathers, men of God who appoint their children and raise them to do right and to live peacefully and respectably, to lift up those around them, to honor each and every one, no matter who they are, no matter what, to act right. To live peaceably with all men. Children that are born and raised without a father in the home are four times more likely to live in poverty throughout their life. They're seven times more likely to drop out of high school, multiple times more likely to be pregnant as a teen. vastly more likely to commit violent crime And let me tell you that's hard for me to say some of these ladies in our church our sisters have been or are in a place where you're trying to fight this fight alone and instead of shying away from saying something like that I'm going to tell you this I expect you to amen the loudest because you know how hard the fight is. And if you could impart anything, it would be to say, Amen, listen to pastor. Listen to the word that he's teaching and preaching because it's true. That's why we need some men who will raise up in this generation and stand for God, stand for the truth of His word. Men who will do more than just the average. Men who will be able to do more than just The bare minimum. Men who will be fathers to the fatherless. I appreciate Adam who's downstairs right now. Him and the rest. They're faithful every Wednesday. Every evening. To miss out on what's going up here. And go downstairs. And dress up. And work hard. And prepare the way. For the Royal Rangers Young Men's Ministry, even whenever there's hardly nobody there, even just one or two, and stand there and say, if if somebody will bring these, 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 then I'll impart, as a spiritual father, everything that I can. If you were here Wednesday night, you saw him preach on the cross, you know the quality of these young men who are seeking, who will. Need more and more of it. We need men. Word of God says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. You know, there is no expiration date on honoring your parents. Amen. Now, if you're 50 years old, it's time for you to probably make your own decisions for your own household you know and that's that's understandable that's what I'm talking about but honor which the word of God teaches us honor your father and mother that has no expiration date honor has no expiration date i'll finish with another story there was a uh, there was a, a farmer who was raising up his uh, Raising up his son, you know, trying to, trying to do right. He was, you know, he, he worked, you know, worked the fields. You know, did a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and uh, you know, mostly seed corn that he would grow and that he would crop and push the plow, you know, etc. And so he had a young young son, and it was about time for him to start kind of making some decisions on his own. And so uh, the father thought about it, and he said, "You know what? I'll do instead of just kind of demanding he do. He worked for me, and then in the evening or whatever, he can go off and do his own thing." He said, "He said, son, I've carved out this." this area, and it's, uh, it's in rough shape. It's not real good tillable ground. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty bad ground. It's the worst ground I've got. However, I'm going to demand that you do your work for us here on the farm, but I'm going to give you this patch of land, this area, and anything that you can get out of that ground will be yours. And the young man thought, wow, okay, I can actually see purpose in what I'm doing I'm not just making dad money I'm not just working on his stuff but I can see my own ground so he got to work you know in that that evening you know the, you know the boys came by and said hey let's go fishing let's go let's just go kind of hang out let's do it and he said I mean I will you know later on probably on the weekend but um I'm gonna work late I'm gonna work till I can't see and they used to call it can see to can't see I'll work can't see to can't see and I'm going to clear out this. so he, he was pulling rocks out getting the rocks out of the ground as best he could and his, you know, back work after already having to put his hours in and he was just busting it, but, you know, he kind of got it done, so then, you know, a couple weeks later they said, okay, you know, we're going to go down, we're just going to shoot some pool, we're going to hang out, it's going to be a good time come on, come on, let's just take the day off, take the day off, and, and the young man said, man, I, 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 gotta, I gotta plow, I gotta till it up I gotta till up the soil, because this is time sensitive, like, I don't have the luxury of, you know, just doing what I want whenever I want it Said so it's, it's it's time to, to break up the ground. Said so all right, all right. So they uh, he he busted the sod. You know he plowed the rows straight as he could in his own little patch of ground. He was proud of it. A couple weeks later, the boys came by. Said, hey man, come on, let's go, let's do this, let's let's have fun. Let's you're, you're killing us here, man. We want to hang out with you. We want to spend some time with you. And he said, you know maybe on the weekend. You know I got a day off there. You know after you know I can do this. You know at the right time. But right now, not right now because. I've got to get the seed into the ground. If I don't get the seed into the ground, um, then all the plowing, all the removal of the rocks, it don't matter because this is, I've got to do this. And he would have fun, you know, uh, on the right appointed times. He'd go have fun, as much fun as anybody. But, you know, during that extra time, they came by and said, I don't even know why we're asking, but you want to go, you just want to go chill? You want to go hang out? You want to go down the creek? And he said, There's coming a time when I can and when I will. You know, because there won't be nothing else for me to do. He said, but right now, I've got to make sure that everything's in the ground. Everything looks the way it needs to go because the harvest is coming. And when it did, he made all kinds of money. He was able to live, you know, like some of these boys never could because he had done what they wouldn't. But some people started busting the dad's chops a little bit and saying, uh, what, what kind of... What kind of dad are you what kind of person are you you know and he said well no I gave that to him he said he could do what he wanted with it he said yeah and they said well you know you're working him to death working him to the bone he ain't never allowed to go play with the boys do nothing and, and, and you know you're not much of a father how is that any way to raise corn is that and that's what they said to him is it so important to you to raise corn that you're going to treat your boy like that and he thought he took a step back and said well he thought about it and he said I'm not raising corn. I'm raising a man. He was imparting some stuff to him, and come, there came a time, whenever he could do things, he could have fun. He could he could live like nobody else in his you know none of the other boys could because he had learned to invest, to work, to discipline himself. What are we raising? You know, What are we raising? It's good for us to raise, you know, boys that can do this or girls that can do that. But in the end, we want to raise men and women of God. For me, it don't matter how good they can sing, it don't matter how many scholarships they can get in the end, it doesn't matter, you know, how far they can hit a ball, it doesn't matter. these things the most important thing is that we raise men and women of God that we impart that to them because there's coming a time when we'll all have judgment and our children will stand in judgment what are you imparting the last thing I'd like to, to remind us here tonight even those of us maybe who've been walking this way for a long time God has untold billions of children. You know that? Talk about having a lot of kids. Untold billions of children. He does not have one grandchild. Of all the children he has, he doesn't have a single grandchild. You got to impart things real enough, powerful enough, and you got to dig and you got to plant them deep enough to where they can grow on them their own self and that one day they'll turn to god and they'll stand on their own two feet and they'll become a child of god a man of god a woman of god because it don't it don't matter how good you pray how much you know about the bible or how faithful you are we got to pray for them we got to raise them up we got you know and and, and they wonder right they wander. They, you know, they, they, they. Sometimes they'll disappoint. Sometimes they'll, you know, we'll all make mistakes, and all the seasons are not the same. But continue to pray and to water the seed that you know that you've sown, and God will honor it. Amen. Praise God. Let's stand.